This is the Truth Network. Bible Wonders of Habakkuk. Oh, did God give me an answer to my big question this year has been, uh, and he's given it to me, by the way, in today's episode. You know, obviously I've got a lot of questions, a lot of way God's working with me, but certainly he has been working on me this year with my word of the year, which was to be gathered in great faith. And the word gathered in Hebrew that he gave me at the beginning of the year was kava. And that word begins with a kuf. And the verse today is in the kuf section of the second chapter of Habakkuk. And based on what God's been teaching me, this idea of being gathered with him is so related uh, in this just spectacular, <laughs> as it shows us here, as it begins with the word, whoa, you know, how not to get gathered under God is, is we're going to find out. But, it, you know, the opposite of this is also true. And, oh, my goodness, this is so close to my heart. And what I've been longing to begin to understand how to be gathered in great faith. So here we go. The 19th verse, the Kuf verse in the second chapter of Habakkuk says, woe unto him that saith to the wood, awake. To the dumb stone, arise, it shall teach. Behold, it is laved over with gold and silver, and there is no breath at all in the midst of it. Well, interestingly, in that word, in the midst of it, at the end, there's, it starts with a big kuf to, to see that this whole idea is to be gathered. But actually, the big key to the verse, and actually to life in general, <laughs> that, that this verse has for all of us, that no doubt that Habakkuk, was talking about this vision that was not only for his time, but it is for our time. It is certainly for the end of time. But this has so much to do with our identity in God. As when he said there is no breath, which that word rach is the idea of breath and life, and, and there is no breath, that the word no is actually better translated maybe not, but it really, when you dig deep into it, it has to do with fatherlessness, right? And so what he's telling us, Habakkuk slash God through Habakkuk, is that these idols that we talked about last episode, the molten idols, the graven idols, those things that are the wood and the stone and the rocks, right? We're looking to get life out of them. I understand that. But almost more importantly, there it leads to a fatherlessness, which is gigantically huge if, if you follow the masculine journey at all or the John Eldridge or many other ministries that talk about the orphan spirit. Because here what he's telling you is that these orphans, when you rely on that graven image or the molten image or that stone or that, or that rock, whatever it is that you're wood, that, that you're speaking out or crying out to and asking it to teach you, when you have relied on it, and, and to an extent, it's telling you the woe, the woe of the verse is woe because you've jumped out of the airplane and the result will be an orphan spirit, right? That you're going to take this on and you're going to go about finding yourself. And there's a horrible thing in finding yourself. <laughs> like, who does that rely on? Self, okay? When you, when you hear that, we know we're in deep trouble because therein lies the orphan spirit. Therein lies the place where I say, oh, if it's up to me, it's, you know, if it's going to be, it's up to me. Or, you know, that idea of, you know, nobody gets me, nobody understands me, you know, and I'm all by myself in this and all these different things that lead to, I've got no father and I'm not going to turn to my father because I've been leaning on him, 
all these different idols, all these different poses, the different things we talked about in in yesterday's episode lead to this place of these 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 idols, this woe that actually is a robber and a thief. And, and I can't help but think about this all week that uh, James Banks does, you know, encouraging prayer with me, and he quoted um, Jim Simbola from the Brooklyn Tabernacle of having said that, you know, Jesus didn't say my house would be a house of preaching. <laughs> well, you know, that's a very interesting concept when you think about it, that Jesus did say my house will be a house of prayer. And this relates completely to what we're talking about here, because when you think about that, yes, it has everything to do with your church and 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 how we need to be relying on God in prayer. And you might have heard me say many times, you know, you got two ears and one mouth, right? And 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 so His house, when you really extend that out, His house is your heart, and your house is to be this house of prayer. It's supposed to be a conversation where you're doing twice as much listening as you're doing talking. And who are you supposed to be listening to? But the Father, right? But as we begin to rely on all these other things, we're being robbed of our Father, right? That these that, that, that we've been tricked into, lied into believing that all these other things can be our support, whether that's our identity or the lies that we're listening to. We're not turning to God for our identity. We're not turning to God for our cover. In other words, we need the blood. We need the wine. But most of all, we need a relationship. And there is no life in the midst of of all that idolatry that we get into. There is complete life in the midst of letting God father us, right? And and, and this, this whole idea of the letter Kuf is being gathered into him, getting close to him, allowing him to be my father, because I believe that he's the one that's got the answers. I don't have them. He's God and I'm not. I mean, that's just clearly the situation. And so even when it comes to like, here's my word of the year. In fact, I was recording something this week with Nikita and Koloff, and, and he had mentioned that we need 14 goals this year, right? And, and as I was thinking about it, I don't have 14 goals, but then I thought about, oh, wait a minute, God has got goals for me, and I actually go to God um, at the beginning of the year to ask for my word of the year. And then every day as we go into Bible study, I ask him, you know, where are we going today? As I look at a passage, I think about the things that I can't think, and I begin to ask him questions and so every year I actually have at least, you know, four or 500 goals because every single morning he is showing me his goal, right? So I don't need to be fatherless. I need to be fathered. And I want to be fathered by him in every which way that if, if my house, being my heart, is a house of prayer, I don't want to be robbed of any support that I, if I go to him constantly, if I pause and wait and ask him, right, to be fathering me, through all the different situations that I go through any given day, right? That's life, right? That's the opposite of what this verse is talking about. There's no breath in the midst of it. Well, there's cons, tons of rock. There's tons of the Holy Spirit in the midst of you communing with God in your heart, right? And the more we can do it, the more that we live there, the less fatherless we will be. <laughs> it's just absolutely spectacular, isn't it? I mean, I just look at this verse and I go, oh my gosh, no, look at this. The key to this verse is the idea of this, this, this really helps me understand where I go fatherless all the time because I'm relying on my molten and graven images that I've got all over the place. So how cool that I can be actually praying to God, right? I can be actually going to this place of being fathered by God 
to ask him to show me where are my molten images, where are my graven images. Help me to be covered by you, God. Help me to find my identity in you. Help me to be under your blood. Wow, a spectacular. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so great. I really, really am. It does my heart so much good when I hear from you guys that listen in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's very encouraging, and I can't tell you what encourages me when you share this with somebody. And, and, and thank you again so much for um, your investment in, you know, the Christian Cargo.